Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Hope for Today and our series on Family Matters. Thank you for joining co-hosts Naja E. Brown and Zenobia Bailey. Zenobia, can you believe that we've almost covered our entire series over the last couple of months? No, it's 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 bittersweet, don't you think? It's been really, really wonderful. And uh, yes, it it's is. hard to believe. <laughs> Hi, yes. everyone. So we've covered quite a bit in our series. Uh, we've talked about the role of the Christian family today. We talked about the husband's role, the wife's role, and today we're going to talk about the role of the children. And uh, I invite our listeners to go back and, and maybe um, listen to our previously recorded podcast, and you can do so by searching for Hope to Today on Block Talk Radio. So with that, let's get started. We've got a couple of scriptures that we'll share with you, but I just wanted to kind of just say something before we actually get into reading passages, and that is that family values, relationships, and biblical principles should be taught to children at an early age, and then not only taught to the children, but also lived out by the parents and or adults in the lives of their children. Uh, Parents, should take the lead and bring forth God at all times and care for the souls and the spirits of their children uh, with God's help, of course, because it's not an easy task. And Zenobia, you and I can attest to that. Our children are adults. Can you imagine rearing children in today's times? It would be very, very difficult and challenging, but I think every era and generation uh, parents say the same thing. And with the help of the Lord, um, it, it, it is definitely possible, and not only possible, but possible to do it successfully. But I'm glad we're talking about children because it's not just the parents' responsibility. Children have a responsibility as well. That is correct. And with that being said, I'd like for us to to take a look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Now, this is a, a, a very straightforward passage with a commandment, and I'm going to read it, and it's the New International Version. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then it says, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Wow. Children, obey your parents and the Lord. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just said, wow, that is just so profound. Every time I read it and think about it, it's just so profound. It's just encompassing so much, isn't it, Naja? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and funny enough, uh, when I was growing up and and, uh, chose to disobey my parents, my father used to bring this passage up. This is probably one of the passages that I uh, learned and memorized early on. You know, most, for most of us, is John 3.16, but this one, I just had to just go to the Bible, and I had to write it out. You know, I had to write it out, and it seemed like I was <laughs> writing it out a lot. <laughs> and he was making a point, of course, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Well, yeah. and also in Matthew 15 and 4, uh, it says, uh, God, for God said, honor your mother and Excuse me, honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. So 
in uh, Ephesians and Matthew, it's actually a repeat from one of the commandments that's in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. And it says, honor your father and your mothers that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. And that's actually the seventh commandment. So it's um it's a commandment it's a it's a command and a promise that has been repeated not only from the Old Testament and the New Testament but something that is is alive and well. And then we've got one other passage that I want to bring forward and that's in Colossians 3:20 and it says children be obedient to your parents in all things for this is well pleasing to the Lord. So with all of those, the passage in Ephesians, the passage in Matthew, and Exodus chapter 20 and Colossians, our takeaway is that children are supposed to have a duty to honor their parents and to obey their parents. Absolutely. What would you say about that word obey, Zenobia? What, What comes to mind when we talk about obeying our parents? Well, the first thing, it's um this is not exactly what you're asking me, but there's not an option here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not an option. It's not something for me to mull over and, and try to decide whether or not I agree with a decision or direction or um, whatever my parent is um, instructing me to do. It It's to be done. It's just to be done. Um, and... While it doesn't say it in the the scriptures that we read, it's to be done with a good attitude. I mean, it's uh-huh. not just to, you know. You, I, I I ought not to be you know throwing my books against the door or pouting or stomping or slamming doors. Um, it's just to be carried out. Obeying when you obey someone, you do what they have asked you to do. Whether that is, you know, we don't necessarily use the term obey in the workplace, but if my um, director, my vice president, my whomever my uh, supervisor is, gives me a charge, I carry out that charge. Now, in the workplace, you know, and maybe, you know, if we went back to Scripture and examined that, there's not to be an altercation um, in the mind or definitely definitely not physically, but to just carry out what is being asked to the best of your ability. When I say altercation, that makes me think of children that I see too many times today, even young little children, they are fighting with their parents because they don't want to do something. I mean, they hit them, they kick them, they spit on them, they throw things at them, and too often, nausea and audience, parents just stand there as though they're helpless. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. I probably went yes. more f- further than what you asked me because you asked me what did the word obey mean. Simply well, said, and, and you you answered it. Uh, you, okay, you actually good. answered it as to carry out what you've been asked to do. And sometimes it's often thought of that delayed obedience is disobedience because you're not doing what you've been asked to do in a timely fashion. Yes, and the other thing is the the Bible doesn't instruct us. And I say us because I, too, was a child. I'm still someone's child, but not in the sense of being a a youngster. But the Bible instu- instructs children to obey because this is right. It doesn't tell us or the child that's reading the passage 
Obey your parent when you think he or she is right uh-huh. or when when they they give you something that is right. It says your obedience is the thing that is right. Yes. So even it's- when a parent may be wrong, and I'm not to, you know, as a youngster, I'm not to decide whether or not my parents are wrong, but even if they are wrong, God will take that and turn it into what he wants it to be. He'll use it, I guess, I guess is what I'm saying. To Nothing is going to go awry in God's perspective. And uh-huh. so we can trust him that when we obey his word, no matter where it is in this passage or another, he is going to uh, navigate everything as he sees fit. Yes. Yes, I I like the fact that you brought that up because Ephesians 6 and 1 says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. So sometimes um, youth, you know, with a rebellious spirit may look at that and say, well, my parents are not in the Lord. And actually you just touched on that. It doesn't matter if your parents are in the Lord or not. God honors the obedience. Yes, he does. And it's expected for the children to, to carry it out because it's the proper thing to do. It's the right thing to do. So, you know, you brought up another good point, and that is we were children at one time, and we've got a history of obedience and maybe even disobedience. But I think it's necessary to say, for starters, that uh, children maybe can better understand the, the, the act of honoring your parents. So we can honor our parents through obedience, but I want to explore a little bit more what honoring our parents looks like. But okay. honoring your parents, uh, it, you know, not as perfect men and women, because our parents and we as parents have made our mistakes too. And parents were once young, and they had to figure things out. And prayerfully with time and experience and God's grace, uh, hopefully, you know, we have learned something that's worthwhile and beneficial to pass on to to our children. And any parent has lived long enough uh, to pass something on. And so, you know, the children today think they know it all. They're exposed to a lot of information and and, uh, you know, they have access to all sorts of information that, that's uh, a lot of times not even worthy of entertaining. But they, they have this idea that parents are dated and, and old-fashioned and they don't know anything. But time and experience are going to make you know something. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Wanted to talk a little bit de- about what does honoring your parents look like? Let's Let's – kind of see what we can share with our listeners, what that may look like, uh, carrying it out practically. And one thing that comes to mind, or a couple things that comes to my mind, and then I'll let you speak, um, is just letting parents be parents and uh, accepting uh, the parent's discipline, instruction, and or counsel. That comes to mind. A lot of kids have this rebellious spirit, and they don't want to hear anything. They don't want anybody telling them anything, and they try to be the parents. They they want their parents to be friends with them. So letting the parents be parents and accepting the parent's discipline, instruction, and counsel are two things that come to mind. Does anything come to mind in particular for you? Yes, Um in in terms of accepting parents for who they are, you know, folks need to start looking at each other, period, for who they are and accepting one of, all of us accepting one another for who we are. But a big thing within that circle, if you will, is that we 
children need to assume, or sh- I, I don't know about need to. I say need to. I know that's strong. but I And I do believe that they should assume that the parents want only the best for them, no matter what that is. And so if I have to go to the bargain store to get my shoes, I ought not to see that as a a dispersion by my parent, but that the fact that is that this is what he or she can afford, uh-huh. and that I ought to accept that rather than pouting and saying, "Well, Johnny has the latest Nike, and I want the latest Nike. If I can't get the latest Nike, then I don't want anything. Or if I can't get the latest Nike, then at least I want the second latest Nike." The parent can't can't afford it. That's honoring the parent. That's letting the parent be who he or she is to supply for their child or children what they can. Another thing that comes to mind is um, just showing um, preference for a parent. Like if you're out and out and about, you know, letting the parent go, opening the door for the parent to go through the door. You know, no one's saying that he or she is your king or your queen, but they're just little things that you can do to to help. If you happen to be in a situation where money is tight and maybe food is, is also tight, being cognizant of whether or not your parent is eating. You know, maybe you have a parent that's so selfless that they're, they're passing up their plate so you can have seconds or thirds or passing up portions of a meal so you can be full. And not that you don't want to be full and your parent doesn't want you to be full, but just look around. Be aware of what's going on and uh-huh. give honor, honor, regard to your parent. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, I'm going to mention a couple, and we might want to pick pick back up with this topic and, and close it out in a couple of weeks. But one of the things that comes to mind um, as you were talking is praying for their parents. Kids can pray for their parents. Again, they're yes. not perfect men and women and 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 in relationship with Christ and prayer covering is it can come not only from parents and be extended to children, but also be uh, in reverse children to parents. And then I'm going to say this, Zenobia, and then you and I can pick up on this uh, in a couple of weeks, and that is caring for and remembering aging and or elderly parents. So we're almost out of time, and I'm going to say... I would love uh, to continue that. We both have a story to tell, so I would love to continue that. Okay, and so I'm going to ask our listeners to join us in a couple of weeks as we discuss the continuation of the children's role, and then also maybe introduce the uh, final topic in our family series, and that is the number one enemy of the Christian family today. So we want to say thank you for listening, and God bless you. God bless you. Good night.